Yokoso, welcome to Amakara Japan. We're grateful for you listeners tuning back in with us. Um, and this is Amakara Japan, where we discuss Japanese news topics, things that are hitting the headlines over in Japan that may not hit international news. Um, and we just sit and talk um, kind of our own opinions and discuss these articles. With me is, as always, is Yasushi and Steven. Say hello. Hi. Konnichiwa. And this week we are discussing um, kind of the patriarchy that is in Japan. Um, Japan has kind of been known for a very male-oriented society and has not ranked very high in the gender equality ranking. And recently it slid back 11 places. Um, it is now at the 121st place out of 153 countries in the rankings of kind of gender equality, which is one, not surprising that they're so low, but that they fell as much as they did, especially um, the new prime minister, um, Shinzo Abe. He has kind of vocally and politically said, hey, we're trying to make the workforce more gender equal and we are trying to have that gender gap shorten. And so he's kind of been saying this in his um, since he's been prime minister. And this has kind of been a, a hard blow to him and his, his policies after seeing Japan slide. Yasushi, tell us a little bit what Japanese people are talking about. Yeah, so if you look at the number, it's really shocking, right? I mean, 121st place out of 153 countries, that's pretty bad. Yep. And if you think about, you know, Japan is, like I, like I said this many times, is one of the biggest economies in the world, you know. But when it comes to gender equality, Japan is so bad. But, but again, it's not just Japan. Um, like East Asian countries, especially China, South Korea, they're, they're, they're all, you know, um, 100, uh, lower than 100 in the rankings. Yeah. So I think Asian countries in general have um, lots of hurdles that they have to overcome to, to fill the gap. But, you know, it's pretty bad. And obviously, this is shocking to many Japanese people. But that being said, I think it feels like, you know, Japanese people are not talking about this topic very much. You know, it was certainly on the top news. But, you know, this news they, is, we hear this a lot. You know, the World Economic Forum, which released this report, surveys uh, the gender gap every year, right? So, so yeah. we hear this all the time. And it's not so shocking um, to some people. So, and maybe that's part of the reason Prime Minister Abe is not really pushing so aggressively to, to close the gender equality gap. So like Michelle mentioned, you know, um, this is one of the main pillars of his political agendas when he uh, took office um, seven years ago. And he has been, you know, said time and again that, you know, Japan needs to empower women, but then, Lately, she doesn't talk about this much. We don't hear, hear much um, in, in the political front anymore. And it, it's, it feels like people just for, have completely forgot about this topic. So I don't know. <laughs> it will take, you know, um, many years until we'll see real change happening. Well, I don't know if it's that 
they're forgetting about the topic so much as culturally women are viewed as such less beings over there. And um, kind of in a related topic, you had sent us an article about the, um, the lady who had been uh, sexually assaulted. And um, I think her name was, uh, oh no, you didn't send that article. You sent one about the Japanese women in the, in the workforce, but in the doctor's university, but I also came across the article with the lady who had been raped by the journalist or whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I came across that around the same time I was reading your article and just like how much she had to fight just to show that what had happened had happened while everybody else was like, oh, well, it really wasn't rape. Oh, that didn't really happen. Oh, the evidence shows him dragging you into a room unconscious, but we don't really know. Like all of these things that in most other countries would be like, holy cow, yes, this person did something wrong. Over there, they're just like, well, maybe, maybe not. We'll just we'll just have him say an apology and move on. So I feel like, in general, women in Japan, and we've talked about this in other articles, are not really treated as equal just in any situation, not just politics, just in just day-to-day life, how they're just kind of thought of as just this background i guess well something that you know as the female in the room i not only is you know they're they're not treated as as equals but also in the society we've discussed this before of everybody is very communal you know you don't want to be that nail that sticks out because you're going to get hammered down and so if you have these females in particular who may want to get into the engineering um or sort of professional fields that are mostly masculine dominated, you know, if they try to push themselves, they become that, that nail, you know, sticking out. And so not only are they female, but they're also like going against Japanese society. So it's kind of this double-edged sword that even if they did want to, um, to grow and, and, and fight that fight culturally, like just as a, Japanese person not necessarily just a female I think that's also very very difficult for them yeah well Michelle like I know you didn't really work in any full-on Japanese jobs or any situations like that but did you ever as a female feel that you were treated as a little bit less than equal in any situation I never I did not. I mean, there were a couple of times where I was like applying for jobs to where I feel like I was looked over just because I was a female um, with my accounting background and things like that. There there were times where I feel that people are like, oh, no, accounting's kind of a male's dominated society. Because women can't do math. Because women can't do math. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I've, I've thought of that. But then on the flip side is kind of this... Um, I don't know the word to say, but essentially I know I've also gotten interviews in Japan because I was female. It was one of those, you know, we have to make this status quo. We're trying to be a, a, a pro gender or pro gender equal society. Mm. We have to give this woman a chance. And so I felt that a couple of times where I was like, I am not necessarily not that I wasn't qualified, but I was just like, they are only interviewing me because I'm female and they're trying to meet that quota. 
Well, you have always had an interesting perspective, and I'm curious what you would think in this situation of it doesn't matter your gender, hire the best qualified person. So in these situations, Michelle, like if you have a company that it, let's say all of the best personnel for it were all male, would you be okay with that? And that's a difficult question. Um, I am very much hire the best person for the job, but then I also look back kind of, well, what are the privileges that some of these men have received that women have not? Um, to where there was a big scandal that happened a few months ago with um, the Tokyo Medical University where they, like the testing, men and women kind of took these university exams into this medical field and there was this discrimination where they like lowered the score for men to get accepted but kept the same like high score for the women so that more men would be um enrolled than women. And so those are the things that I kind of look at is, are they adamantly and conscientiously discriminating against females because they are females? Or is it, you know, men have had better privileges and thus can get these sort of things. So it's kind of just this teeter-totter of how, how do you get more women in the workforce but give them the opportunities to grow and be the best person for the job so that they can compete with the men. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. As, as for those medical school exams, it's definitely discrimination against women. But again, what's surprising is that, you know, they, they think it's reasonable. There's a reason, you know, because a lot of women in Japan uh, quit uh, their medical positions after they get married or get you know pregnant. So, they thought yeah. it makes sense to have more men. Right? That's even more surprising. Yeah, the fact that yeah. they tried to justify it in that way is just crazy. Yeah. Well, they're eventually going to quit, so we're going to go ahead and just weed them out now. It's like, what kind of... Ugh. Well, what's interesting in some of the articles that we're discussing today is that they... Even women doctors, women that are in the medical field, saw this shenanigans that happened with this medical university, and they were like, no, I understand why they did it, because they know kind of what they've experienced in the workforce of maybe there have been, you know, these coworkers, female coworkers that do leave and start a family. And statistically, they're like, yeah, I, I get where they're coming from. So, But if they're qualified to do it, even if they only do it for a year or two, I mean, they've worked hard at it. They've gone to school. They've studied. They've tested. They've proven their capabilities. Let them work for a year or two. And if you do that enough, then, yeah, one leaves after a couple of years with family. Another one takes their place. It's It just rotates through. But if they've done the work, let them have the, uh, the prize. Yeah, Sushi, are there any kind of females that you know that are trying to push this status quo of gender equality? I mean, I know, as Stephen had mentioned, this Itoshiori-san, the rape case of this woman, like she is standing out. Yeah, she's one of them, right? Yeah, there are are a lot. I'm sure there are a lot. Um, But we don't hear, hear, I mean, they're not as aggressive. Like, I know... Um, some, um, how do you call it, like female activists in the U.S., they are really extreme, right? Mm-hmm. They even demand more rights than men. But in Japan, it doesn't 
happen because it's not socially acceptable, I think. You need to demand your rights. Um, but then you have to sort of ask politely, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't you treat me better, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like, you know, um, just so you know, like three years ago, Japanese government have introduced a new law about um, about women's empowerment. Um, so the new law requires companies and the go- and governments um, to have numerical targets for female recruits and promotion. So I think, I don't know if, you, if that has anything to do with your interview in Japan, Michelle, but yeah. I think um, if you look at the corporation side, we have a lot of female workers. Um, more than 40% of the workers are women. And that's ar- just around the same level as other industrialized countries. But if you look mm-hmm. at the managerial positions or executive positions, there are so few women. So the, the change is happening. Not We haven't really seen dramatic change, although the government is trying to do something. Yeah, I think I think it is mentioned that if they continue on the way that they're going, you know, of trying to lessen this gender gap, it'll take about 97 years for them to, you know, be equal. Yeah, by the time I we all we will all be dead. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Oh. I hope that any of our female listeners, Japanese, that you know, I you want to kind of come in and comment um and like what what are the ways that you think that you can help change that disparity in japan um like what are what are some can, do you feel like there needs to be more strong women i mean i know a few japanese women that you know they they would use ore you know these boku very masculine ways to say i that as opposed to the effeminate atashi watashi you know and i was like okay they're they're gonna take a stand and so i i i don't know if they'll there's enough of japanese women like that to change that status quo hopefully Mm. well i think that is about all the time that we have i want to thank steven and yasushi um discussing this kind of heated topic I know in America um, and hopefully that it starts being discussed again in Japan um, that it's hitting headlines but that people proactively try to to change this because it's important that there's equality for everyone and I want to say thank you for you listeners for tuning in this week and uh, with the Christmas break we'll probably be skipping um, a week so we wish you all a very happy holidays uh, whatever you're celebrating for uh, Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or New Year's. Um, we want to wish you omerito. We say yo yo toshio. Yo yo toshio. Happy holidays. Happy and happy new year. Yo yo toshio. Yo yo toshio. Yo yo. Happy end of the year. Yeah. Happy we end. only say at the end of the year. Because right. after year. the January 1st, we say omerito. Omerito. Yeah. Yoi, 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 yoi